back home again <laughs> in Indiana. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Fish Nerds Podcast. Smart talk about fish, fishing, and eating fish. That is always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. Hi, I'm Richard Yvonne, and I'm from Twin Maple Outdoors, and here are the Fish Nerds. I'm Dave. And I'm Doc Martin. <laughs> what? No. No, you can't be Doc Martin. You're not what supposed... am I supposed to say? No, well, you're not supposed to be on this part of the show. So I just listen silently. No, you are supposed to talk. So now this is the banter section of the show. So we should have a conversation. <laughs> so you're when you say, no, you can't be. That uh, that was a bit. So the listeners are listening <laughs> and they're they're saying, oh, Dave is surprised. Isn't that funny? <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm also surprised. <laughs> All right. Well, the tape's still rolling, so I'm going to keep that. We're going to keep this because we, we're we're test drive test driving a new host, Doc Martin. I must say, Doc, really, I'm terrible at it. Yeah, it's it's not going very well right now. I just want to let you know. At this part of the show, this is where Clay and I usually talk about, you know, just kind of how the weather's going, if we've been fishing lately, those kinds of things. So, how's the weather in Kansas? It is actually beautiful right now. Really. Um, it was in the mid to high 70s yesterday, and it's supposed to be in the 70s today. I haven't been outside yet today, but it's supposed to be really nice. <laughs> 70s, that's insane. Yeah, it's pretty great. Now, what part of Kansas... Now, my, my pictures of Kansas are like Dust Bowl, of course. Um, of course. <laughs> and that, the guy with the beard on the canvas or the Kansas cover of Go West, Young Man. You know, the, the band can't Kansas. That's Kansas in a nutshell. Yeah, that, oh. that pretty much is. It's this crazy guy with a beard that shows up on the cover of all the, the album covers. Yeah. And that's pretty close, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it depends on where you are. So, of course, I, I moved here and my anticipation of Kansas was, you know, pretty flat and very boring, um, which it turns out is Western Kansas. Sorry, Western Kansas. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually live in and around kind of the eastern, northeastern part of Kansas, which is called the Flint Hills. And so uh, there's there's hills, real ones, actually. Um, there's nothing like, you know, the Appalachia or Rocky Mountains or anything, but it is definitely not flat. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Dust Bowl, are there flint in them, them there hills? There sure is. Oh, nice. Now, so that's how they what they made arrowheads and stuff out of, right? I guess so. I, guess I don't so know. Either. I don't know. <laughs> Did you do your grad work out there? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, because I imagine the prairie streams are kind of totally cool when it comes to fish habitat and fish populations. It, it is very interesting. So depending on where you are, so like the headwater streams, um, so real small, weightable streams, they're usually, you know, under knee deep is kind of where I did my dissertation work. Mm -hmm. Um and they're gravelly and rocky. Some of them are uh, totally inundated with clay, and so they're really hard to walk in. They're very slippery, um, and they're very flashy. So they'll 
completely dry out in areas. And then as floods come through, they'll really scour out. They can change paths, things like that. So they're they're very harsh environments for fishes. Well, that, that actually describes my co-host very well. First of all, his name's Clay. So just like Clay uh-huh. in Dated, there you go. And he's flashy at times and uh-huh. can be harsh. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. So he needs to move out here then. I guess I'd feel right at home. Um, (laughs) And I'm tickled because I I sprung this co-hosting on you tonight, and you've been very gracious of figuring this out (laughs) as we go. So you did, despite my initial sort of, you know, saying you weren't doing a good job, you're doing a great job. (laughs) I'm still here. Yes, that's all very, very good. I'm doing a job. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of times that's all it takes. So that's good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing that I'm tickled about is that Clay is listening this as a surprise. I have not told him that you were co-hosting this week. Oh. (laughs) And Clay. I was dragged into it. (laughs) Yes, yes. And uh, because he is on vacation with his kids and and his wife, his whole family down in Virginia Beach. He's been posting stuff from there. Yes, I've seen the photos. Yeah. And he's on the beach and he's doing all this stuff. So. Uh, I thought it would be funny to surprise him when he gets back as he listens to the show that finds out he's been replaced. <laughs> oh, terribly, though. So, I mean, he's got that to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> he has an opening. So, right. um, anyway, it is 20 degrees here today. I think it's about 24 right now. It's going to get down into the, into the teens tonight. Um, what else about the weather? I'm going fishing tomorrow. Hey, all right. Yeah, I know. I'm going to a place called Willand Pond, and I'll be fishing for black crappie. Now, is that a natural pond, or is that a man-made pond? You know, it's interesting. It's actually a natural kettle hole pond created by a glacier that was, uh, yeah, sitting there and melted and left a big hole. Um, Very cool. Which is kind of unusual in this area, and it's in a, um, I don't know, I don't know my geology, obviously, with the flint stuff, but... (laughs) <laughs> it's, um, I think it's in, if I were to say, glacial moraine, um, mostly sandy and stuff like that. But it, it, it's an unusual pond compared to a lot of them around here. Unfortunately, <laughs> the town of Dover built all the way around it. And often in the summer, it gets impaired water quality because of nutrient loading. Nice little green color. Yes. Mm. Although, the other thing you and I share is a history in Indiana. Yeah, Hoosiers. We don't even know what it means, but we're really proud of it. We are really proud of it. And uh, growing up there. Now, did you grow up there? Yes, I did. Born and raised. Mm. Mm -hmm. I met myself as well. And later on in the show, we'll be doing a a Hoosier-based quiz. Oh, Oh, good. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. (laughs) Um, But as you know, when when it rains in Indiana, I mean, mud in Indiana is serious. Like... People don't understand mud until they see mud in the Mississippi drainage. It's it's mud. There's it's, a lot of it. It's mud. <laughs> it's I'm up here in the Northeast, and yeah. um, it'll rain. Like we'll have an inch of rain, right? The streams will run almost. I mean, to Indiana standards, crystal clear within four to six hours. Wow! I know. It's, That's pretty quick. It's unbelievable. And I've never seen them any muddier than, I, I don't know, I don't know how to measure my mud. But basically, <laughs> there's no mud out here at all. Huh. Um, so you can imagine, like, when you get a big rainstorm, you can still go fishing because the water's clear enough that the fish can see. And it's, but in Indiana, it's what? Like uh, like cream in a coffee kind of color, right? Yeah, like pea, pea soup if the peas were brown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a, there's a nice image for you. Yeah, very 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 nice way to work in pee and a uh, poo reference. Very nice. Oh, hey, <laughs> a happy accident. <laughs> One time that reminds me, and we'll 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 exchange fish stories in Indiana, but I'll start I'll start off and as we end this segment and go into other things. Um, when I was a kid, I learned to carp fish across from a wastewater treatment plant in Indiana. Uh-huh. And th- and that was in the 70s when I learned. My mm-hmm. father took me out to this place. I, I don't know how or why he would do this. Um, but in flood conditions, just like we were talking about, I I absolutely remember picking toilet paper off my line. <laughs> oh. That's not good. No. That, it's, an, it's a life experience, though. At this stage, for new listeners to the Fish Nerds podcast, I want to introduce you to Doc Martin. Doc Martin, we ran into her on Twitter probably a year, two years ago, at least, maybe even three, where we saw somebody posting great illustrations of fish just for kicks. And we reached out and responded and said, hey, you seem like a big nerd. How would you like to... uh, contribute to the fish nerds empire the fish nerd nation and she's like of course so she's been doing our expert fish nerd minutes for like i said at least two years um from her bio on fishnerds.com it reads dr erica martin fell in love with fish and all things aquatic at a very early age in second grade she declared that she was going to be a marine biologist and voraciously read every field guide she could get her hands on. Now she is keenly interested in stream ecology, meta-community ecology, life history, and conservation biology. A good deal of her work is focused on how fish, community, diversity, density, and size influence ecosystem properties. Doc Martin has taught upper-level biology and ecology courses at Kansas State, and was awarded the EIDROP GK-12 Fellowship. I don't know, that sounds really impressive. And was a resident science scientist for Junction City High School in Kansas. She currently is a college professor living in Kansas. Doc Martin. Fish in the news. And you're supposed to say, I love fish in the news. I do love fish in the news. (laughs) How convenient. (laughs) I know. Uh, So the first news story comes from Grub Street, grubstreet.com. Okay. I know. Go figure. Donald Trump's favorite McDonald's food is apparently the fish delight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So this reporter said on CNN Town Hall's meeting, Donald Trump revealed his love for fast food. It's probably what any billionaire presidential candidate would do to sound super relatable after he apparently screwed something up. Um so he told really? me, yeah, yeah, no, go figure. It's, it's not, it doesn't say much of the uh, when that happened. But he apparently he told Anderson Cooper that he even allows fast food on his private plane because he trusts the germ-free uh, environment that happens in fast food areas. 
Well, now, un- unlike uh, Mr. Trump, although I might be mistaken, I have some excellent fast food work experience. No <laughs> way. <laughs> At this particular establishment. Really? Uh, You're a McDonald's uh, lum? Back when I was just a wee lass. Yes, I was. <sighs> wow. <laughs> well, do tell. What, what? Do you have a good story from that time? Uh, oh, God. So, um, yes. <laughs> and I'm going to apologize to my wonderful parents for sharing this over the radio. <laughs> but uh, as my mother would say, it really suits my personality. Okay. So, um, working at McDonald's, I was probably, I think I was 14 or 15, so I was in high school. Uh-huh. It was my very first job, real grown-up job, right? Oh, right. Um. And people, it turns out, are really, really rude. Just this is kind of my first exposure to like service industry rudeness. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, the morning people, especially, they want their coffee, they want to get to work, and everyone's in a hurry because it turns out they are really, really important. Okay. <laughs> especially in rural Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, right. Um, and this gentleman drives through, and the hash browns are just coming out of the fryer. So I said, you know, it's going to be. Five seconds, can you pull forward, and I'll bring your food out. By the time you park up there, I'll have your order ready. Yeah, okay. And he throws this just big fit about (laughs) how inconvenient this is for him. So he pulls forward, and I bring him his food, and he decides to tell me, oh, well, you guys are clearly short-staffed. You need more help in there. You're Basically, I'm I'm an incompetent person. Um, And so I politely asked, you're right. We could use some help. Would you like an application? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, he, he did not find that funny. And oh. my, I did have to get written up because that's not how you treat a customer. But my manager wasn't too hard on me about it. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Ah, oh, that's a gorgeous story. That is great. Well, sassy. <laughs> that's good. Your parent. I would think your parents would be proud of you for a comeback like that. <laughs> Well, you know, yes, yes and no. Maybe not at fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a very very good thing. Um, the, the the this story is lame compared to that one. Real quick, Donald Trump just got the name wrong, so he called it a fish delight, which of course everybody knows it's a filet fish. Oh, I did. I didn't know that. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe that isn't as uh, common knowledge. And you even worked there. How is that even possible? Well, about the, the last time I ate at McDonald's. I don't even know when mm. it was. I'm not a fast food uh, aficionado myself, unlike the, the Donald. So <laughs> not not something that I store up in the cranium, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. It's, it's filet fish filet fish Oh, yes. okay. So, you know, and I, you ever uh, go to kind of these fancy restaurants or you know, hang out with hipsters and <laughs> they'll, they'll talk to you about different restaurants. Like they'll go to a Cuban restaurant or they'll go to... Like a, um, uh, you know, a Mexican restaurant. And when they hit some of the words, they, they jump into sort of the supposed pronunciation of that food. So like, hey, do you want a burrito, you know, or something like that? Oh, yes. I, I know exactly of what you speak. <laughs> yeah. You know those kinds of people. Oh, have some guacamole, you know. At least they're trying. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think we should do the same. I mean, I think that's racist. Not only because it's usually somebody trying to do somebody else's race, but we don't do it with others, such as McDonald's. You know, so we should have a Scottish. <laughs> ah, welcome Bye. to McDougal's and have an old fish au filet. I'm, I'm behind that. Yeah, there actually. you go. So the next you're, time you're... you should try your best to mimic the whatever country of origin from the restaurant. 
Right, or you know, the origin of the word, right? So it's McDonald's. So it's not McDonald's, it's McDonald's. It's very powerful. Yeah, I know. Well, they are a powerful people. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's pretty good fish in the news. Let's just try one more. Um, Alaska, see, nine reasons. Oh, this is good. Maybe. Okay. So this is from Mashable, Mashable.com. Nine reasons we should all wish we were pet fish. Oh, brother. I know. Now, you used to work in an aquarium store, correct? I did, yes. Uh, all right. Let's... I do, after that, I do not wish to be a pet fish. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> uh, real quick, let's just see. Number one, you have a home, but you don't have to pay rent. I suppose that's true. Okay. Number two, someone else comes to clean that home for you, and you don't even have to help. That also is, true. That is also true. Uh, number three, you get to skinny dip without being arrested. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. Yeah, so no clothes. Number if you skinny dip right, you won't get arrested anyway. That's true. We all know that, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, number four, you're the centerpiece of every room. So, some of us are that anyway. Well, that's right. <laughs> so so far, I don't see anything different than being sort of like a chauvinist male guy being married. I mean, so far, I guess you do have to pay your rent, so I suppose that's right. <laughs> Everything else is pretty much that. Um, uh, number five, exercise is built into your lifestyle, so you're always super fit. Okay, well, well, that would depend on the fish, though. Oh, do tell, fish nerd. Well, I mean, not all fish are active swimmers. Hmm. You know, some of them are pretty lazy. Like what? Well, let's see. I think the nurse shark has one of the lowest metabolic rates, I believe, of most fish. So they're pretty lethargic. That was just a fish in the news, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Oh, was that science? That might be Science Daily, I think. uh, I'm not sure. Dot com. But yeah, so that that one, I don't know. I'm not not on board with that one. (laughs) I I did see that headline (laughs) go by, though. And, And they were saying it was a successful strategy for that fish. Correct. So. And, I mean, you know, being lazy has its perks. Exactly. All the lazy people are, are cheered when that story came out. <laughs> That's right. I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number six of nine, the temperature is kept comfortable. Comf- Jesus. The temperature <laughs> is kept comfort- comfortable. God, I can't say comfortable. For you at all times. Okay. That's, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Uh, you have no memory, which means you have no regrets. Oh, that's a 100% <laughs> false. Come on. Who put this list together? You mashable. Some goofball there. I know. We got two more to get through. Okay. Uh, short attention span is okay because you're a goldfish with the attention span of a goldfish. It's expected of you. That's kind, so, of, that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. It's, it's humorous, but also inaccurate. Oh, do- so goldfish actually have um, a pretty, re- well, relatively decent uh, attention span. I think it's up to several days or something like that. Like, it's better than you, what you would think is their their standard, stereotypical goldfish forget in three seconds. That's not true. See, that's why I like doing fish in the news with you. Clay <laughs> Clay just buys into all this stuff and doesn't doesn't have any <laughs> sort of, you know way to back it up but you you know you're you, you got I, ru- I ruin everything you do ruin everything <laughs> just like a true scientist thanks Yay. John. uh <laughs> lastly uh number nine it rains food that one i i like that one yeah yeah that one's true that would be kind of cool if just food just kind of rained down on like you. just regularly there it is it, of course it'd be like the same thing though it would be, yeah flakes flakes yeah. all the time but uh 
But whatever. They seem happy enough with that. That's true. Very good. So that is Fish in the News. Nicely done. Hey, all right. All right, we got a Hoosier quiz. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and this is a real insider game because both, Uh-oh. we had already established this, both you and I are from Indiana. We are Hoosiers. Um, although I also, I would graduate from Purdue University, so to be called a Hoosier hurts my Boilermaker feelings, but because there's the University uh. of Indiana, which are Hoosiers. Anyway, I went to Ball State University, so I think we are the Cardinals. You were the Cardinals, yes, in Ball mm-hmm. State. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, <laughs> we're in Muncie, Indiana, I believe. You got it. Yeah. Yep. All right, so this is a super easy quiz. We are going to take turns, and there's just going to be, let's let's do like three times. And okay. maybe maybe five. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and we're just going to say this the phrase Hoosier, and then we're going to quiz each other on on something. So I'm going to say something like, who's your favorite talk show host kind of thing. And I would say Dave. (laughs) There you go. See, you got it right. You got it right. (laughs) Hey. All right. So, uh, you know, you'll have to come up with one on the spot. I'm pretty much coming up with these on the spot. So that's okay. Perfect. So, and we, they don't always have to be people. So even though the who part is going to screw this up, but I'll start first. Who's your favorite fish? Oh, um, Oh, that's so hard. Okay, so small headwater stream favorite fish would have to be the Phenocobius mirabilis, which is the suckermouth minnow. Suckermouth minnow? Why the suckermouth minnow? Well, first of all, it's a minnow with a suckermouth. So you think (laughs) that it's going to be in the catastomas with the suckers, but it isn't. It's a cyprinidae. And so Phenocobius mirabilis kind of means like mystery miracle fish. Oh, nice. Right? So not only is the fish like physically cool, whoever named it, which I wish I knew who that was, is a secret genius because that's <laughs> awesome. Everything about the fish is great. That That's <laughs> that's awesome. That's true. That's, that's very good. All right. Very go. good. So see if you could come up with one for me. Okay. Let's see. Oh, real quick. Are sucker mouth mm. minnows found in Indiana? Oh. Yes, they are. Okay, very good. Yeah, they're cool. They're cute. Uh, let's see. Who's your favorite kind of bait? Oh, very good. Very good question. I would say my favorite kind of bait would have to be Helgramites. Oh. I know. Nice. <laughs> Just because they make people go, oh. They do. It's like. Tiny little monsters. They are. They remind me of the creatures in Star Trek Two, the ones that go into your ear and bore into your head. Ugh. I know. Totally but, gross. But yeah, the <laughs> the, uh, the larval stage of the Dobson fly. Oh yeah. yeah, they're cool looking. Yeah, exactly. So nice. All right, very good. Um, who's so this is in Indiana? Who's your favorite okay. lunch item in Indiana? And, you know, there are regional foods, although Indiana's pretty oh. kind of, it, it doesn't have the kind of regional foods that some other places do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I got to go, it's going to be really lame, but I really like a, a great, like, burger and fries. Oh, well, that's not, that's not so a bad like one. Like lunch, I don't know. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's in, it's in Indiana, yeah. I was wondering yeah. if you were going to go with the breaded tenderloin. Ah, well, that's a good one, but I have to say I don't. I don't usually order that unless it's given to me. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, very yeah. good. Well, why don't you try one more, and that'll be our uh, our Hoosier. Okay, let's see. Who's your favorite body of water? Oh, nice. And I'm going to say in Indiana. So like so. rivers. Like, yeah, in Indiana. You know what it is? It is the Flat Rock River in southern Indiana. Nice. Um, and it's a water. It's in the watershed that goes out to the Ohio River, and it's in like oh god, what mm-hmm. county? Are you familiar with it? Um, I'm not familiar with the Flat Rock River. Uh, I'm from Northern Indiana, so my Southern Indiana experience would be pretty minimal. Right, right, right. Um, and I would have said the Eel River up by Logan's. Ah, that's a good one. I know that is a good one, <laughs> isn't it? And the Wildcat Creek is a very good one around Purdue, um, which I like that one. But the reason I like the Flat Rock River, which I think is in like. It's around Brown County. It's down in there. Is I oh, yeah, yeah. I participated once in a hellbender survey, and I went down with oh. the, the Department of Natural That's Resources, awesome. and we would walk along this river that had all these flat rocks, and you would reach under the rocks and into the crevices and feel around for these two-foot-long salamanders. And uh, when you got one, you had to pin it to the bottom of the rock and then slowly get it out, and then you can measure it and do all the things. But we spent a whole day just sticking our hands in in holes and rocks on the flat rock that's awesome yeah now were you concerned about like any kind of snapping turtles or anything like that out there or is it kind of it's a, enough like a shallower area where those those aren't going to be a problem well it was all moving water and it was um you know not your okay. typical kind of snapping turtle habitat it, i would probably have been more right. concerned about like um oh the soft shell turtle you know, like the... Oh, okay. Yep, yep. What are they called? Like spiny nose or something? Um, but anyway, uh, the, the soft... shell turtle works for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what we always call them. Like, they look like pancakes. Um, yeah. Adorable so, pancakes. Adorable pancakes. And uh, anyway, so that that was the only concern. And yeah, I mean, it, it always felt weird. And you would reach in there and often you'd hit a fish that would, you know, zoom out. So um, th- there'd be catfish and all sorts of things. And uh, so it got a little spooky, but then also it was just fun because I-, I caught maybe two or three of the hellbender salamanders and it was awesome. They were, they were just great. Oh, that is, they're they a stellar, cool animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So not, not totally fishy, but totally cool. So there you go. We have completed a Hoosier quiz. Nice job, Hoosier. Hey, all right. <laughs> that's not not as bad as I had, I had I was worried there would be like some historical questions or something and I sh- things I should know as a Hoosier dun, dun, dun. Well, all right well so who grew up in Gary Indiana Gary Indiana Gary Indiana that'd be Michael Jackson yeah of course very good see you you, you got it you got it <laughs> and then this is something so uh we used to go on family vacations uh my parents and my sister and I mm-hmm. uh, and my dad would require I'm, and this is not kidding. Require you would sing back home again <laughs> in Indiana ev- as soon as we crossed the border back into the state. Nice. The whole entire song in the car until it was over. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Do you st- I still do it now. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. <laughs> I if do. You still do it. Of course you do. I it. hated it when I was a kid. <laughs> so when you're going up like I, what would that be? I 69 or 65 on that side? 65 maybe. How, how, do you, how do you go home? What, yeah. what interstate do you take? I don't take the interstate, actually. No. I back road it. No. I do. I don't, like, I don't like driving in traffic. I'd rather take my time and enjoy some scenery. And I have my little dog, so we stop and look at stuff sometimes. So. Stop and look at stuff. All right. Well, very good. Nice job. I, I think you won. I'm just going to say you won. 
Oh, hey, I win stuff. All right, that never happens. <laughs> The doctor is in, Dr. Erica Martin. Hey. Hey, you've been here all day. I have, all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's actually true in my office all day. I haven't. I don't know if it's sunny out or not. Oh, well, I've heard it's 70 degrees. Somebody told me it's, that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what fish do you have? This is, this is your natural environment on the Fish Nerds podcast. What is, uh, what's the fish you're going to talk about today? Um, so this was a fan request mm-hmm. um, and a fish that... Actually, I w- I thought I was familiar with, and I was surprisingly mistaken. Oh. Um, so this is the Bangai Cardinal. I, I have no idea what that is. What does it look like? Uh, well, it's very beautiful. Uh, it's a marine fish kind of over in the western Pacific uh, near Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And they're not very big. They're maybe like a few inches um, total, but their body is actually small, but they have really long fins. Um, dorsal fins and pectoral fins. And actually, their uh, scientific genus name, the pterapogon, means kind of wing fin and and beard. So that's what kind of look like really bizarre appendages on this black and white barred fish. Wow, okay. With really big eyes. <laughs> um, and this is something that most folks find in the aquarium trade. Okay. And so I used to sell this fish to people. It's um, very easy to keep. Um, we almost always get them in, so it's pretty easy to come by. Uh, not not outrageously expensive for a marine fish. Okay, all right. Um, but and I was looking. I was so excited to learn about it, and it is endangered. No. Oh no. It yeah, is- like. Kind of bad too. Well, wait a minute. So you're selling these? Do you, were they coming from a supplier? Or? Yep. Wow. So they tried. So they've been endangered since 2007, and at some point, I'm not sometime between 2007 and now. I don't know what year. Um, they did actually try to put a stop to selling them in the aquarium trade, um, but Indonesia said no. So we don't have to. So there's still, um, like, just tons and tons uh, of them. There's, like, several hundred thousand are exported annually, and it's pretty – it's really sad. It made me really sad because they're such a cool fish. Um, I had assumed incorrectly that they are captive bred, but a lot of those captive breeding programs are not the sellers to – the aquarium trade. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I was Googling that cardinal fish while you were saying it, and I do recognize mm-hmm. them now. Yeah. Um, and this is just a little sad thing. So I'm looking at uh, aquariumcreationsonline.net, mm-hmm. and there's a ad for wild-collected Bengai. Ben how do you pronounce it? Bengai? Bengai cardinal? Bengai. Wild-caught mm-hmm. Bengai cardinal right next to captive-bred Bengai. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the wild caught are cheaper. Yep. Yep. They're they're like Sad. five bucks cheaper. Wow. So guess which one people are gonna buy? I know. One and then, yeah, and it's just kind of kind of a little depressing when you find out a really cool fish is already endangered and no one cares to stop the trade. <sighs> That's terrible. Well, now that it's on the Fish Nerds podcast, maybe things will change. That would be great. Um, these things are so cool, and they do some really cool stuff. So um, 
they are captive bred. Mm -hmm. um, and some folks have been studying, you know, kind of their, their breeding behavior. Um, and so these guys, um, the larvae don't have a planktonic period like some marine species do. So the larvae don't float around and develop. Mm. Um, the male uh, will take the eggs and the larvae in his mouth. So he's a mouth brooder kind of guy mm -hmm. um, for about 19 days till about eight millimeters long. Um, and the reproductive cycle actually, of course, is a lunar reproductive cycle. So it's based on the lunar moon cycle, which really? is super neat. Yeah. So now I, will they be affected if they can't see the moon? Is it all just like gravitational stuff? Do you know? Ooh, I don't know. I would assume, Ooh, let's, you know what assuming does. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yes, we all do. Yes. Um, boy, if it'd be that long, if it was just based on the light of the moon, the, that reflectance, I would, I would think, of course, I don't know. Indonesia tend to be more clear because, like, the state of Washington tends to be very cloudy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So weather patterns, I don't know much about Indonesian weather. Right. But I, I would think it'd be more kind of the, the gravitational um, waves and ocean properties and how that would change with the lunar cycle, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's affecting tides, so I right. suppose they could figure it out that way. So, yeah, because it says the... The, the major spawning happens during a full moon. Mm, yeah. So okay. that'd be where it's at its strongest, too. Yeah. So, wow. Interesting. Right? Very yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. So kind of neat. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Gravity, gravity or light. One of them. Yeah. Well, wow. they're related. So, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's your there's your bad nerd joke for the day. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what Do you have anything else on them? Um... Yeah, so um, a lot of it is their life cycle and um, their habitat. So they are uh, sil silty sand bottom dwelling um, with some seagrasses. And they are associated with the long-spined sea urchins. Mm. And so they'll kind of hover over these little sea urchins. And the little ones will st actually stay close. And so they'll retreat into the sea urchin spines um, when they're threatened. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, little sea urchin castles. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you got a sea urchin right there, you might as well cozy up. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I've definitely seen those. I've definitely seen that. Did, did you find any recipes? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Although I, I could imagine that the the, the fillet would be very small. <laughs> right. The uh, the fish delight, as it were. Um, there you go. <laughs> would be. Maybe you make them like a sardine where you soak them or something. Yeah, you'd probably have to bunch them up. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably. Uh, well, Doc, you've done it again. You've enlightened <laughs> us, especially on a fairly, I agree, a fairly familiar fish. And wow. uh, we should never, ever buy one. I know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. See, I told you I ruined everything. Yeah, scientists <laughs> ruined everything. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Doc, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Now it's time for a little preview, a little trailer, as it were, from the future. That's going to be a future segment here on the Fish Nerds podcast. Our friend Tim Moore of Tim Moore Outdoors gave a seminar at the Kittery Trading Post in Kittery, Maine. And his seminar focused on ice fishing 
and the use of electronics in ice fishing. And here's a little bit of that seminar. So not only do you know where the fish are, because well, when, when warm water fish feed, they suspend. It's really important to know that. But if you don't know where they're suspended in the water column, you don't know where to put your jig, because they also feed from below. So it's important to know where they are in the water column so that you can make sure your jig's above them. Well, if you don't have a flasher, you have to figure that out the old method by dropping to the bottom, you reel up a crank, you jig, you reel up another crank, you jig, reel up another crank, you jig, until, until you catch a fish. Then you drop back down to the bottom and you repeat that until you've done it enough times that you feel confident you found how many cranks off the bottom they are. I mean, I grew up as a kid measuring cranks off the bottom and turns off the bottom if we were using the little rods that just had little posts to wrap your line on. How many turns off the bottom are you when we were smelt fishing? That was, that's how we always told where the smelt were, how many turns off the bottom. So to be able to look down and see, I'm in 40 feet of water, a bunch of fish just came in at 20. I want to be at 18. You know that. You can drop that jig down there so that those fish can still see it. Because if you go past them, 90% of the time they're just going to let it go. Because they, can't, they, don't, they don't really look down there. They're all looking ahead and up for that food. Tim will not only talk about fish behavior in his segment, but he talks about using your smartphone while fishing, several smartphone apps that he enjoys using, as well as sonar units. He's a fan of Vexilar, but he has many other electronics as well. So be sure to tune in to the Fish Nerds podcast in the future to hear ice fishing electronics with Tim Moore from Tim Moore Outdoors. That is it. You have listened to a couple of fish nerds when you could have been fishing. We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go fishing, go on fishing quests, and do all sorts of silly things <laughs> that middle-aged guys do. If you would like to support the fish nerds, you can go to patreon.com and search for fish nerds and help us crowdfund this podcast. God, we're sexist jerks. I didn't realize that. <laughs> right there. Wow. I, I, I am neither middle-aged or guy. That's so, true. You know. <laughs> well, I tell you the middle-aged thing, you got something to look forward to. But anyway, <laughs> um, so special thanks to Doc Martin. That's who we're thanking. Thank you very much. Um, I think that's it. And Clay, eat your heart out. And until next time, follow the code of the fish nerd. Spawn early and often. Avoid free lunches with strings attached. Swim against the current every chance you get. Yay! Yay! You did it. Alright, testing, testing. Get set up here. Here we go. Um, this is called The Three Little Fishies. Uh, it's a little sing-along tune for kids that used to uh, play on Sesame Street when I was very little. So, uh, we'll give it a go here. Down in the meadow, in a little bitty pool, saw three little fishies, and a mom
swim, said the mama fishy. Swim if you can. And they swam and they swam all over the dam. Oh, shit. 